This week, three sides of the coin. Not a lot to it this week. We read an amazing fan email we got from a listener. Um, talk a little bit about the stadium tour. Uh, and we'll hopefully address a bunch of you who keep messaging us about what do we think about the backing track lip sync issues that are going on. Mm-hmm. And I know some of you are going to listen to our response and think we're still in denial, but listen to our response. We actually challenge you guys to come back at us. Mm-hmm. See if you can do that. Let's see if you can do that in a mature way. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the hey, Coin. Hey, Cameo, it's Three Sides of the Coin, and we're here. And you can hire us to say something on video for you. But, but before everybody like rolls their eyes and goes, what the hell am I hiring Three Sides for? We are donating a hundred percent of the money we raise to charity. Okay. So think about that when you want us to say something, we can do a birthday shout out an anniversary shout out. Lisa can do like a Paul Stanley rap. Couldn't you Lisa? Would you do that please? I can sing, read my body. I can do a Paul Stanley rap. Anything that you want to do, I'll do. Mark, well, not everything. Would, would, would you get up and go open something? No, but I'll say something funny. <laughs> I'll read a comment. Yeah, Tommy will read. You can send Tommy a comment and he'll read it. Now, seriously, you guys all know what Cameo is all about. We'll do a video shout out for any occasion saying anything you want. You know, I don't know if we've even got any limits. You could you could have us say something like three sides of the coin sucks and we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, does, we're, we're really easy here. So. Head over to Cameo.com. Look for three sides of the coin. The four of us will get together and record a video message for you, donating all of our money to charity. Mm-hmm. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. You got the two that started this nearly 10 years ago. The two that matter the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Lisa is hot. Lisa, Yeah. But we and, get to talk at least today because Mark's not here. Well, it depends. I mean, if we have a guest that Mark's not interested in, he doesn't talk. True. <laughs> now, Mark, Mark, Mark is celebrating Liz's birthday today. Mm-hmm. He's, I'm hoping he's staring at a pile of crab legs right now. I'm thinking he probably is. The one thing I, I do appreciate about, appreciate about Mark is at least when he's not interested, he doesn't show it. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. he's like poker face. He politely sits there and lets the conversation happen. Um, before, you know, and we don't have any real topic for this week. And and frankly, I want to keep this short because it's like 99 degrees here in the Bay Area, which is hotter than crap, considering most people out here do not have air conditioning. Have you experienced any brownouts or blackouts yet? Not yet, not yet, but it could happen at any time, especially if we get a long day after day of this. But looking at the weather for tomorrow, it's literally going to be 30 degrees cooler tomorrow than it is today. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. You know, do I want air conditioning for four days out of the year? 
not where I live in the Bay Area. I think it was Mark Twain that said the coldest winter I ever spent was the summer I spent in San Francisco. Yeah, it's 99 right now, and the weather tomorrow is supposed to be 69. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, you guys are having a hell of a heat wave too, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It was 101 yesterday, and it's 90-something today. I saw it was, the temperature was 101, and with the humidity, it was like 107 or 108 I, I don't, I'm okay with that because we have a pool. I just lay out in the pool, drink cocktails and I'm good. So. Still, that's hot. And it, it's, oh, it a, it, it, it's a, it's a wet heat, not a dry heat. Right? <laughs> There's a difference people for those of you that don't know. <laughs> wet heat with that humidity means you step out that front door and you just took a shower. <clears throat> yep. You're just wet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And add in some mosquitoes and it makes for a really pleasant evening. Mm-hmm. Makes you want to move. Yes, it did. It made me want to move a long time ago. Um, are there any comments you want to share from yeah, any of the recent episodes? It doesn't have yeah. to be last week. Well, last week was we had Izzy come on to talk about the uh, Kiss World Museum uh, that Gene opened up with Christina and Patrick uh, in uh, Las Vegas. And there seems to be a lot of people that are interested in uh, some kind of a Three Sides Kiss World meetup eventually. So that could happen. Um, Greg Harmon said, the next time you guys have no guest, it says wink. Uh, maybe the sound about the stadium tour as of right now. Tommy is unavailable to do with the full show because of, well, packing up for the last rehearsal run, Tommy tripped down to some stairs and broke ribs. Um, so he wants to know what we think about that. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, you know, when the stadium tour was announced two years ago or three years ago, I honestly didn't care back then. I mean, first of all, you know, I still think it's it's cheap and and it sucks what Motley Crue did of, oh, we're signing a contract and we're never touring again. And this is the end of the, the end, the absolute last tour we're ever going to do. I, I know a bunch of friends who bought into that, flew to Los Angeles for that very last show of the tour, yeah. thinking it was the absolute last time Motley Crue was going to perform. And not just a few years later, boom, they're back. So listen, and, and I basically felt like the whole contract thing was just a stupid marketing ploy to begin with, but I felt like it was a cheap one. I mean, even Mick Mars did an interview where he's like, if we tour again, I will buy you tickets for the new shows. Right. right. So here right. they are, they're back again. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I've never really been a big, fan of giant stadium shows to begin with there's just they're too huge and not intimate enough not that arenas are intimate but jesus christ you know 40 50 60 000 people at an outdoor stadium and you're up in the nosebleed seats well, i don't know is it is is it that great of an experience to to do that where you have to watch the video screen in order to see anything well, for some people it is because they just want to get out and hang around with other like-minded people. So there's a element of 
going to the concert, I think is a big piece of it. I personally am indifferent because I didn't believe that was their last tour, but I could see where people would be upset that bought into it, especially people who flew to Los Angeles and I'm guessing paid well over um, ticket list price. price. Yep. Yeah. You know, but then no one put a gun to their head to do that either. Well, no, no, you're a hundred percent right. But you know, they went on the word of the band. Right. Who, who, who clearly made a point of saying, we are not touring. This is our farewell. We are done. But, and, you know, and, you know, here we are talking about Kiss. Let's be honest. Kiss did a farewell tour and figured out how not to make it their farewell tour. Um, I don't know. This tour doesn't interest me a whole lot. I saw Motley Crue in what I consider their their heyday. You know, I saw... Saw them on the Shot at the Devil tour, Theater of Pain, um, Girls, 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 Dr. Feelgood. And I think I saw one or two more tours after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to the new Tattoo yep. Power tour. Um, I've kind of lost interest in, in it at this point. You know, I did work with them on their reunion tour which frankly, you know, the reunion tour, what, what did they call that? The carnival of sin tour, you know, mm-hmm. that that's what kiss should have done for psycho circus. I mean, Motley, Absolutely. Motley Crue blew the psycho circus concept out of the water with their carnival yeah. of sin, literally setting up a circus tent on the stage, which was awesome. And it was very, it was, it was very cool. Uh, you know, I just don't care that much about them. I've never been, I like Def Leppard musically. I've never been a huge fan of them in concert. I've seen them a couple times. Um, Poison, yeah, same way. Musically, I enjoy it. Not a huge fan of them in concert. Um, Joan Jett, indifferent one way or another. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to start off with Classless Act, who is the opening, opening act of the tour. I just saw those guys. They're from L.A., a bunch of young kids. Incredible energy. It just and really well-written songs. I highly recommend all of you, if you're looking for some new music to support, check out Classless Act, and they are opening on the tour. So I'm very for, excited to see them again, and I love photographing them because they're great. They're entertaining. Uh, Joan Jett, absolutely love her. I've always loved her music. So I think that's a great ad. I'd much rather see her than, say, Lita Ford, because I think Joan Jett has better songs. Marty and I were talking about this last week. Um, Poison, <clears throat> I could care less. Um, Motley Crue, I absolutely love. So I'm excited and I want to go see them, especially with the way it looks. It'd be great. But again, I'm also looking at it from a photography standpoint. It just looks like so much fun. And then Def Leppard, I mean, they're a class act. They're very nice guys. They always show up. They're professional. The songs are great. They perform well. So I'll go if I can get a good ticket, you know, but you know, we'll see. I'd like to go to a couple of shows just because I enjoy those uh larger shows as well as the intimate ones but for different reasons with the larger shows then you tend to spend a little more time talking with friends because you're wandering around it's a bigger area you're going to get beers and that sort of thing whereas sometimes in a smaller intimate setting like a club you're packed in there so tight no one moves anywhere so you could be 10 rows away from a friend and have no idea they're even there 
True. Um, so I think there's good and bad with both, but I'm looking forward to seeing it if I can make it. And, and, and of course, um, the sort of the surprise was Tommy Lee broke his ribs just a couple weeks ago, supposedly like four or five ribs. And he's only doing, in my understanding, like three or four songs, the beginning of the show, and then Home Sweet Home. Mm-hmm. And then they've got another drummer who's filling in for the rest of the, the show. Yeah. And I'm hoping by the time they come to Minneapolis, which is still like seven weeks from now, he'll be healed by them. I mean, honestly, to me, Tommy is, is one of the big reasons I love Molly crew. I mean, that guy is just so good, good, energetic, crazy off the wall. Yep. Um, Nick, Nikki's still pretty good. Vince yeah. will leave Vince at what everybody sees and see, hears about Vince and uh, absolutely no disrespect to Mick, but we all know Mick is, is suffering, um, you know, an illness and it pretty much means he's, he can't move. Right. He's in pain. Yep. I, I applaud that guy for even getting up there and doing it. It's like, oh, yeah. why, 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 you know, why are, he must love the Play. music so much he does that he puts up with the pain to get up there because, man, I'd sit here and go, dude, you don't have to do this anymore. Right. Right. But that, but obviously he loves it. And, and yep. I think all of that stuff are, those are all valid points. And that's another reason why I like the band, but I, like I said, I didn't buy into this or oh, we're quitting. And in fact, I'll go one step further with you and I'll be willing to bet you that once the stadium tour is done, you're going to start to see Motley Crue playing in uh, arenas. I saw something somewhere online that said, um, Motley Crue and Def Leppard are talking about taking the tour to Europe next year. Oh, I don't doubt that, but I bet you that that Motley Crue will play. Oh, I, I think Motley Crue will keep. States. I think Motley Crue will keep touring as long as. Listen, it's just sort of just like Kiss. They'll keep touring as long as there's promoters who are willing to um, book a tour with them. And there's too much money involved, and with yeah. all the people that are retiring as they get older, this might be the last hurrah to say you know i do wonder if 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 mick will ultimately be the reason they stop touring that mick just is like i physically can't do it anymore i would think so if i had to bet money but then again watch tommy well, lee falls down and breaks seven ribs you know well question do you think they would replace mick to keep touring um yes i do because they've replaced tommy to keep touring and they've replaced vince, vince. to keep touring yeah yep. so uh, yeah i do believe that and i think it'll be something where mick will say you have my blessing i just can't do it anymore yeah and then they'll bring in somebody that is like-minded from that era to play guitar for them yep you know um i want to read one more straight up metal detecting is a newer listener he said when we asked what would you like to see at the Gene Simmons um, Kiss World, he said he'd like to see Paul Stanley's Broken Mirror Warlock guitar. Um, great show. And yeah, your Unmasked episode was awesome. So he appreciated it. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Um, so I want to read an email that the show got two or three weeks ago. 
I still um, have to answer him. I want to email him the, back. The, the, this, so this, away. this email came in from a listener whose name is Brian. Um, we had we followed up and asked him if he was fine if we shared this, and he was honored if we'd share and read this. Um, we get emails like this often. You know, it's not a daily occurrence, but it might oh, but be. We every, get more every, than, than I would ever have thought. Yeah, it's the sort of email that just, you know, knocks us over in that it's not something we ever thought about when it comes to this show and and it's it's one of the reasons why we love what we're doing so bear with me as i read this um it's a very touching story um so dear michael tommy mark and lisa this email is several years in the making but I wanted to reach out to you and thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a friend to me. Now, we don't know this person in the true sense of a real world friend. So he looks at us as friends and that's touching right there. I'm not sure how I can articulate what three sides of the coin has meant to me, particularly in the last year. I'll try and give you the reader's digest condensed version. In short, I met the love of my life, Lisa, not our Lisa, by the way, at 16 years old and was lucky enough to marry her, a gift I've held for nearly 30 years now. Part of the gift of marrying Lisa was her family, and I instantly inherited a new father, brother, and mother. These relationships have been some of the greatest joys of my life, particularly my wife's brother, Kendall. Kendall and I bonded immediately as teenagers and found that in addition to sharing a love for Lisa, we also shared a love for music, in particular, Kiss. I was a Kiss fan nearly from birth. As a very young boy in the early 70s, my older cousins would come to babysit me and bring along their favorite LPs. I was a sponge for music and absorbed everything, but it was hearing Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill, and especially Alive, that resonated most for me. I spent countless hours playing those records on my Sears record player, staring at the album cover, reading every single liner note and absorbing the music. And somewhat like our Unmasked episode from a couple weeks ago, that's you know, that's a timeline thing. We, that's how we grew up with this. This is, that was the music listening experience exactly as, as was described here. Um, Staring at the album cover, reading every single liner note and absorbing the music. Kiss was always my center. And no matter where I veered over the years, regardless of the music that came and went from my life, Kiss was always there, a comfort where I felt at home, a family. When I started dating Lisa in the mid-80s, I learned Kendall also had a passion for Kiss. We talked endlessly about the band, their music, their tours, the minutia that only the truest of fans enjoy. Truly, some of our conversations could have been three sides of the coin broadcasts. And like me, over the years, no matter what music came into his life, Kendall's love for Kiss was always there. We both saw the band independently over the years, and our first show together was the reunion tour in Toronto in 96. 
I think we saw every Toronto show together for the next decade. These are some of my best memories. In 2017, at the age of 48, Kendall was diagnosed with cancer. Watching Kendall fight for his life during these years was a nightmare, but we both discovered something that was a positive distraction. Your podcast. Bear with me, because sometimes it's, it's tough reading some of this stuff. Yeah. Kendall would sit in the treatment center at our local hospital and listen to three sides while they filled his veins with poisonous chemotherapy. I would frankly pick him up after, and on the way home, we would chat about the podcast. This was something that helped ease both the emotional and physical pain. Kendall fought the good fight for nearly five years, but tragically passed away in 2021. Lisa and I lost our brother and friend, but because Kiss and Three Sides of the Coin was something we shared, his life goes on. In those moments of sadness, those nights where I can't fall asleep and miss my brother, I can always plug into your show and feel a little closer to him. In my life, family is everything. And there's nothing more devastating than losing a piece of your family. But the love Kendall and I shared for Kiss and the true gift of your podcast has made that loss a little easier. I feel that as fans of Kiss, we share a bond that is akin to family. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there like family when I needed you. Very sincerely, Brian. I mean, seriously, I mean, you can tell I'm getting choked up here. Yeah. That's, it's, it's almost like there's no words to describe what that means. How, how we feel hearing stuff like this. It's, it's you know, obviously we're, we're, we're broken up and tragic about the loss of Kendall's life. But somehow that we became part of Kendall's life and Brian's life and what brought them together just because we sat here and talked about a band is simply amazing. Right. Well, and also too, I think that, that it's fair to mention that this, I'm glad you read this and I'm still going to reply to Brian. I haven't yet because I'm still thinking about, I've read this email to more people than I can tell you because I was so hit so hard by it and so blown away over, I mean, cause it's a, it's a family piece, but it's a friendship piece yeah. you know, about being friends and bonding that way. He just had the other bond because of his wife, Lisa, but this is what matters, at least to me, you know, speaking for myself, this is what matters. And I don't mean the letter. I mean, their friendship, their relationship, their love of the music. That's what this is all about. So when some of you guys online, and I don't mean our listeners, but you see fans online fighting about stupid shit. It's like, no, that doesn't matter. What really matters is this. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's. It's your bond with a band. It's a bond with a brother-in-law. It's, you know, it's the fact that this crazy little podcast 
brought some distraction, some joy, some laughter to Kendall as he was fighting cancer yeah. and, and brought Kendall and Brian together in discussions. That's just, we've said it before, when we started this nearly 10 years ago, you and I, we had no, zero, no idea of what was going to happen. And frankly, we didn't care. We didn't do this to become King of the Kiss fans. We didn't do this to get into Kiss's good graces. We didn't do this for free tickets. We didn't do this for free passes backstage. None of that. There was no ulterior motive to what we, we would have been doing. If we would have done it because of any of those things, we would have been doomed. You know? Yeah. We we did this simply because you and I were friends. We basically brought out. together by KISS. Yeah, and we can't see each other other than this way because he's in San Francisco. I'm in yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah, and so. and let's let's just talk about this band that we love and no preconceived notions about what we're gonna do, mm-hmm. and and you know we started getting emails similar to this almost right away. I mean, one of the first that I remember that really touched me was somebody that was serving in Afghanistan emailed and like you know I listen to you every week i'm in yeah. the i'm in the military over here in afghanistan and i'm just like wow mm-hmm. you know we 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 provide something again not through any intention of our own just because of what we do talking about kiss and it, provide, it, it provides an escape it provides us a, a happy moment to people and because it matters to you our listeners, it matters to me. We make a lot of jokes about not being prepared. And there's a lot of truth to that because we're not because we're just a couple of idiot fans, just like everybody else. But because it matters to you, it matters to me. And this is what's important about the podcast from my point of view. And we're going to keep going and keep doing this as long as people are listening, because we're having fun. We still, after all this time, we're still enjoying it. And there's still so much more to talk about. Is there days when it's hard? Absolutely. It's no different than anything else because we have families and we have work and we have schedules and things that we have to do. Like today, Mark is taking his beautiful wife out for a birthday dinner as he should. He shouldn't be here taping with us. He should be with his family. Yeah. And, and I think Lisa's in Pittsburgh with her daughter, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but, and, and, and honestly, even when, when you and I sat down here, we were like, what are we talking about? We had, Mm -hmm. we had no guests scheduled. No. What are we going to talk about? And we're just like, I don't know. Let's, let's read this letter. Let's, let's, let's talk about a couple other things. And like a lot of stuff, it inevitably leads to just kiss discussions. It, re- it leads to sharing of memories and stories. And it's not easy to open yourself up and share about yourself. But we do that because we want you to know us. And so the people that don't listen because they get angry with us because it takes us 20 minutes to start talking about KISS, well, then don't tune in. But if I met Michael or Mark or all of them or Lisa or whomever or any one of you listening at a bar, we would sit down, especially if we didn't know each other, and we would talk about some familiar things, and then we'd probably get to music. 
So we want you guys to know who we are and what our lives are about, because I think that that's a great way to bridge a gap of learning to be more human to each other and respect one another. And that's why it, it really angers me when I see some of these people, which is a very small group online, constantly ripping and tearing everything down. Everything is, and tearing other fans down. You know, like, like, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, who would have ever thought that it would be other KISS fans attacking you for loving KISS? I, I would have never imagined that back in 1979. Mm -hmm. KISS fans were standing up for each other. We were bonded together. We were an army. And now all of a sudden, there's these deserters from the KISS army that want to come back and attack you for still liking KISS. Listen, if you don't like KISS, I, that's perfectly fine by me. I'm not trying to convince you that you need to like them. But stop trying to convince us and other people that we should stop enjoying it. And, and those of you that are fans listening to this show that love this band, don't ever forget that you're really, really lucky that you have what you have. We have a great community of people that you can count on that will come to your aid to help you in times of need. I've seen it. They will help you when you need something. They will greet you with a smile when you see them out on the road. Even if they don't know you, people that are wearing KISS shirts are always like nodding at each other. There's yep. something really special about our group of fans for this particular band. So please, everyone, keep that in, in your sights and don't ever allow the negativity of a, of a few to penetrate your head and start yep. to believe that yep. it's anything other than what it if, is. If, if it's KISS or anything that makes you happy, mm -hmm. nobody else's opinion about that should no. change what you think and what makes you happy. Yep. They, they're you, more than welcome. Again, they are more than welcome to be unhappy and not like it and be pissed about it. And they can scream all they want, but don't change your mind just because they're making noise. Right. You like what you like and you stick up for yourself and you continue to like what you like because there's no wrong answer. So I don't care if you're listening to us and you just became a fan a month ago and you've never seen the band or if you've been with them since 74 everyone's a valid fan and everyone has a valid point of view. Even if you're someone who's going to tell me that your favorite member is Vinnie Vincent. And, and, and that you just became a fan a year ago. That right. has no bearing on whether your opinion is valid or not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cause that's like arguing over which place in town has the best pizza. Well, some people like thin crust, some people like deep dish. Okay. Is one better than another? I don't know. You know, you just, like? You, you you guys hang with us and we will hang with you. Yep. Yep. So again, Brian, that was such a touching, touching email. Um, it meant a lot to all four of us here on this show. Um, and I when, will be, I will be messaging you. When, 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 when that email arrived, I immediately shared it mm -hmm. with Tommy, Mark and Lisa Um you know, and, and, and I know there's other people out there that are feeling and experiencing the same thing and, and don't want to talk about it. Just know it means a lot to us. Yeah. That just the fact that you're listening to this show and talking to somebody or going through something on your own and the show is helping you get through it. Um, that's, 
about the greatest compliment I can think of. Yep. Thank you. Um, so I also wanted to make a quick mention um, to um, Tom, who's one of the co-hosts of Shout It Out Loudcast, another KISS podcast. Um, all of us here on Three Sides um, are passing along our condolences. Tom recently lost his wife. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't imagine losing a wife recently lost my dad, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's tough. And, you know, do we have, have we had back and forth with, with Tom and shouted out loudcast? Not at all. We've got no issues. Uh, you know, I follow just, them. I'm on their Facebook group. Yeah. I, I think them. I'm they, actually they in the group some really as well. interesting stuff. They're, they're um, great. You know, anybody who, who loses a spouse, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's tough. So, um, yeah, maybe go just, over and, and send them, um, send them our, 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 all of us here on three sides, pass along our condolences to Tom and everybody at the uh, shout it out loud cast. Um, I mean, that's kind of all we were going to talk about, uh, you know, I hate to bring this topic up, but I know you have been getting hit with messages and emails and messages. I have as well of people who are like, are you going to talk about, are you going to tell us what you think about um, the lip syncing issue? And, and, and I'm not saying this to be uh, an asshole although I know people will look at it that way. We've, we've addressed this topic a number of times over the last couple of years. And, and it doesn't change. We're not denying anything is happening. We're just saying we don't care. It's not, it's not a problem to worry about for us. Um, if you want to worry about it, if it's a big deal to you, that's fine. Do whatever you want. Make all the videos you want. Post all the videos you want. Make all the comments you want. Um, I don't know what you're hoping to achieve. Maybe somebody wants to chime in as a homework question of what you're hoping to achieve by you doing see, all that's that. The, thing. the people that are complaining about it won't, won't ever talk about it. They won't tell you why. And to my, Michael's point, like we were just saying, everybody has their opinion about things. There's no right or there's no wrong. And I just get tired of people saying that, that we're doing this on purpose because we want to stay in the good graces of the band. It's like, that's just simply not true. The reason that we get along with them is, is they know we're going to be honest. They know we're fans and we've always told the truth. And as a fan purchasing a ticket or purchasing a record or any other item, I have a right, you have a right to say how you feel about what you purchased. So really, it's no different than that um, the Creatures Fest from last month. Only people who really have anything to say about it are the people who attended. Do you feel like the money you spent was worth it? Well, I heard an overwhelming amount of people saying, yes, it was. So it seems like some of the harshest critics were people that never even went. So it's like, what do you care? What happened? What do you care about any of that? And well, if it bothers you, then don't go. 
Well, yeah, and and I guess my question, and we've asked this before, and nobody's bothered to to provide us any responses. Why do you care what other people like? Why do you care what other people enjoy? Um, why is it, in, you know, let me get real specific. Why is it important to you that we here on three sides of the coin should care about what's going on with backing tracks and such? Why do you care that, that we have a different opinion? And why should we care like you do? And, and I don't, I'm not looking for your reasons why you care and why it's important to you. Why is, why do you think it's important for us to change our thinking? That's what it's coming down to. Why, why do you want us to think differently? What are you, again, what are you hoping to achieve by doing all of this? Do you all of a sudden want tomorrow to be nobody going to kiss concerts? You know, let's let's be realistic here. That's never going to happen. Right. I mean, it's just never going to happen because the vast majority of the people are having an awesome time at the Kiss concerts. It's not they're not sitting there worried about it, thinking about it. They're having a great time with their friends, their family, their kids, whatever it is. Does it bother you that they're having a good time? Are you unhappy that somebody else is happy? I, I mean, again, it's not that we are in denial on anything. We just don't care. And not caring is not the same as denying. I just, I don't know why we need to make this important to us. I mean, you know, as we, as you mentioned a little earlier, We've got wives, kids, jobs. There's things in our lives that honestly are way more important than any band using backing tracks. Just means nothing to me. And, and it could be any band. Hell, you know, it just came out that Motley Crue. There was a video of Motley Crue doing it. If it bothers you, great. I just don't care. And, and that's not a cop-out. I mean, it's just, I'm not going to spend any time dealing with it and worrying about it. It's just not that important to me. Unless you, the listener, wants to have a respectful, honest conversation and try and tell me why it should be important to me. Why do I need to start caring and making it important in my life? I mean, I, I, there, I challenge anybody to, to, to respond. Now, don't, don't respond by calling us kiss tards like somebody just did earlier today. It's like you, you just invalidated any argument you can make by using language like that. Be honest. Why? I don't need to see a million videos. You, I'm not asking you to prove anything. Just explain to me why we should change our mind and why we should really care and why we need to make a big deal out of it. All I know is I can't wait for him to come back so I can see him again. I'll, you know, honestly, 
what I love seeing most are people going to the shows and having fun. Mm -hmm. That's it. I love it when we get a message from somebody or a photo from someone or, you know, get tagged in a post. Yeah, you know, we're here at this concert and had a time of our lifetime, took my daughter to her first show, whatever it might be. That's cool stuff to me. That's that's that bonding over kiss that that I think is great. Yeah, I agree with that. So think about that while you guys are driving around. You know, what's important and what's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you can answer it, tell us. Leave leave a comment. Tell us why it should be important. I, I, I I'm I'm not interested in why it matters to you. Because again, if you if all you if all you say is it's important to you, that's all that I care about. I'm not going to question why. I trust that's your opinion. It matters to you. Done. End of story. Mm-hmm. So don't give me excuses of why you're doing it. You know, you could tell us what you hope to achieve, but I, honestly, I don't know what these people actually think they're going to achieve by doing all of this, um, other than creating some good clickbait that gets a lot of YouTube views and gets shared and whatever, you know, it is, it is what it is. We can't change it. I'm not worrying about it. It, You know, there, honestly, in my opinion, there's only four people who uh, get to worry about it. And that's Gene, Paul, Eric, and Tommy. Mm -hmm. They're in the band. It's their band. Yep. And frankly, it's it's Paul who's the center of all this. It's his it's his thing to worry about. He can do whatever he wants. He's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Been doing this a few years. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he, he well, you may not agree with what he's doing, and you're entitled to that. But it is his life, and it is his band. At the end of the day, that's all that matters. So it's true. Uh, um, if you want to chime in on it, feel free. Um, just don't get all pissy on it and 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 start attacking people and calling people names. Mm-hmm. I bet you, though, not a single person will be able to sit down and have a rational, calm discussion. Because those aren't the people that listen to this show. Yeah. People that listen to this show are normal. I mean, granted, some of you guys are pretty hardcore fans, but you're normal. Yeah. Here, yeah. for the most part, respect that other people have different opinions about this band. And that's okay. That's fine. You know, Mike is totally wrong about Crazy Nights being such a great record, but we still get along. And and Tommy's so wrong about the Peter Chris solo album being good. Yep. Look. We're, we're, oh, wait a second. I'm going to get called a Peter Chris hater. for having an opinion that I don't like an album. Yeah. Well, it's not a hater people. That's just having an opinion on something that you don't like. I like the Peter Chris solo album so much. I can like it for both of us. There you go. We both can admit carnival soul sucks. (sighs) That's That's a piece of crap, but Hey, if you like it, I got no issues with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a hater because I hate some music that, you know, I think that's one of the things about being a fan people. Some people feel like if you're a fan, you've got to literally love everything. Right. It's like, no, it's actually harder to be a fan 
and stand up and say, I don't like this, this, and this, but I still love everything they do. And you have every right to do that. So yep. that's it. Yep. That's all we're doing today. That, that's it. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's an hour right there. Yeah. So if don't and drive, I hope some... you haven't driven into a ditch, go home, hug your wife, hug, hug your husband and your kids. Yeah. Listen to some kiss, go to a kiss concert, have a good time. Check out classless act too. And then also too, the latest uh, for Andy and the boys, black veil brides are on tour over in Europe right now and been playing some huge festivals. So get out there and support Andy as well. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I think we gave you guys a bunch of potential homework in, in this week's episode, this was, this was short and sweet. Um, I think we're definitely going to do another old cream magazine review episode when we get everybody back here. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've got an old destroyer review an old rock and roll over an old love gun review. Um, so much love for the unmasked review we did. So mm -hmm. um, that's it, everybody stay cool. Just keep smiling. And keep enjoying whatever makes you happy. And don't worry about what doesn't make you happy. Right. That's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Love the show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.